When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Tay and Todd Washington Football Team Podcast. This is your co-host Tay and Todd. We are in the bye week. This is a lull, especially when you're two and six. There's some positives of being two and six. There's some negatives of being two and six. But I think <laughs> the positives definitely outweigh it. Todd, it seems like this year we're going to get closer to our quarterback. How you feeling? <laughs> I want to say, first of all, you look fantastic, man. You're dressed to impress. <laughs> um, you know, if you're not watching, if you're listening, you got to check it out on YouTube. Um, I Yeah, dude, you know, like I tweeted it out, and I, like I don't have expectations for the rest of this year. And so because of that, like losing to the Broncos didn't hurt really for me. Now, for one, like I've said, like I don't take losing the way I used to. I still take winning the same way though, but but in the context of like not expecting anything this season too, I I, I wasn't that hurt by the Broncos loss. Like early on in the season, they kind of do and hurt more and more. And then as we get through the season, and I realize the real reality. I mean, I was only expecting eight eight wins or so, uh, but now realizing that they're not even going to get to that, and even if they did, I don't think that would be great. I'm, I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling like. Weird as weird as it sounds, I'm feeling fine. Like overall, I'm not feeling fine. Like I want them to win, but about this season, I don't know. I just like I'm. 
<laughs> I'm just ready for next season. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, I think for me, it put a lot of things in perspective. I think mm. last year, myself included, as I mentioned on the last pod, was I was just and I mean, we won the division, and yeah, um, I just thought that we were going to be good. I had us a 10 win team this year, and I don't think yeah. we win more after this Broncos game. It showed us that we we're really, really bad. And with the injuries yeah. we have up front now with Chase Rudier and um, a couple of other injuries, Cosme Sheriff, yeah, Cosme Sheriff, I think we're now we're going to get a couple guys back, but um, after the bye week, supposedly, but I'm in a good spot where. I think now it shows who the team is and who the team was last year. And I think I really believe Ron said, okay, well, let's see if this team is really good and I'll get a stopgap in Ryan Fitzpatrick and let's see if this team can carry it. It fell on his face. Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick got hurt. Taylor Heineke isn't what we thought he was or is right. what he thought we was, thought he was. And you come to a spot where I think this offseason – everybody's expendable. Um, mm. It shows you that this team is no, because I remember uh, last uh, the, year. Uh, the, pl- like, the players, the players or the staff, the players. Okay. Um, I, I think it comes down to this. I remember last year we said, Oh no pain. And I just sweat. Mm-hmm. I think they're all, they're, they're non-touchables. I think this year that changes. I think everybody right. sees the elephant in the room is you need a franchise guy and you're willing to do whatever you can to get that guy. Now I won't go to the extreme and saying trading Chase Young, making him available. I don't think that helps, but I do mm-hmm. say this, that sweat, pain, and that D line, obviously outside of Allen, everybody should be willing to, to get up out of there. Outside of Terry, Chase, Allen, and a few others. Yeah, those core pieces. You kind of look at what the plan was this off season. And I mean, like I can't really put all of this on Ron Rivera because the plan has really not worked, but you can't put it all on him. Like you said, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt behind an offensive line that has played well to this point. Curtis Samuel was hurt. Now there's some talk that, that it was known that he had a, a groin issue and that he kind of ended up here because Rivera knew that, but still, I, you know, I don't know. I would, I would, I'm inclined to believe that there's some truth to these things. I've learned to, with the with Washington, I've learned to kind of believe what you hear, but uh, but your your top three free agent signings are either not playing or underperforming. William Jackson the third, and why he's not performing? I mean, part of that I don't understand. Part of that is well, you know, he's a physical man corner. I thought that meant you were going to play more physically and more man defense, and instead you're you're kind of not. Uh, so and then you and then they tried to get Matthew Stafford, and you know that didn't work out, and so. You kind of see how what's happening now was not the plan, and so it's not working. And I think that's kind of why I'm like I don't losing just is just the most terrible thing in every way. Like aside from the literal losses, I mean, just the energy, the like the aura, the vibe. Uh, nothing that Ron Rivera says right now will like everything he says is going to sound like people are going to be critical of nothing. He says anyone's going to accept people are going to say he looks, he looks worn out. I don't think he's up for it anymore. Like, and it's kind of been, I guess it's been a while since we had a season like this with the head coach who, who wasn't like on the hot seat because, you know, in 2019, Jay Gruden got fired after five games. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. Bill Callahan was just a, interim 
And then, you know, 2018, well, we started off strong and Alex Smith got hurt. And so, but it's been a while since we had a year like this with the head coach who wasn't on the hot seat, but where the team was struggling and where you kind of start to see the fan base lose faith in literally everything and everyone except for Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the worst part of the losing for me is just the fact that, you know, there's just so much negativity. Like, I think that's what gets to me more than the losing like more than the actual loss on game day is just the amount of negativity that comes with uh, losing. And I'm not saying it's like th- it, that's what happens when you lose, but right. it's just like, we're only, we're, we're not even halfway through the season. Technically we're less than halfway through the season. Tate. I'm worried about how much worse it can get at this point in terms of negativity. But I, I kind of see that, if this is what's going to happen, then this is what needs to happen. And as for Rivera and the front office and the staff, they have made their share of mistakes for sure. But what's happening now was not the plan. I want to ask you something because when Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt, Taylor Heineke had to come in. We weren't really phased by that, right? We figured there wouldn't be that significant of a a drop off or, or that big of a difference. Now, after eight games, uh, I might be ready to admit that I was wrong but I want to hear your thoughts on how much different you think the team, everything else is the same. Okay. The defense still bad. I mean, because I mean, you know, I don't know how much of a difference Ryan Fitzpatrick will make with the defense because I don't think the offense has been a huge issue for why the defense has been so bad. Curtis Samuel still hurt. So everything else is the same, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has started these last eight games. How much different do you think, or how much more success do you think the team has had? Um, that's hard to judge obviously, but I think with with Fitz, you're going to get more downfield, big plays. Right. Right. I think that's where you're limited with Heineke. And um, that's where, you know, the, the biggest thing for me was, yes, Heineke could probably come in and win a couple games, which he's done. Right. But I think the jury's out, you know, and, and, and people know, People know who he is, and they they know how to contain him, and he could be a gamer all he wants. But when it comes down to pushing the ball down the field, I don't have any confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't think the deep ball is a threat outside of the 40-yard line. I mean, if you (laughs) notice, we take all our shots. Uh, Right around the 40. Yeah, right around the 40. Yeah, you're right. So um, I think Fitz plays a big factor. I think the defense would play, play better. I think Fitz is not making those bonehead turnovers. Uh, obviously, he does turn the ball over, but I mean, some of those, yeah, some of those were just like, "Come on, Heineke," you know, and mm-hmm. and um, so like I, they're I two know. and six. Do you think they beat the Broncos if Fitzpatrick plays? Do you think yeah, they end up probably? Beating the I think they beat the Saints, Chargers. Mm, okay, and I, think, I, I, I do. So you just think because how, much, of how so, those games went? So do you think they're four and four right now? Five, yeah, I think they're five hundred team with Fitz or three and Fitz. three and five. Three and five. I would I say they, one, two tops. Win that, I think they definitely win that that Chargers game. I think they definitely win the Saints game, and I think they win this game. So you would say three? Yeah, I think they will win three. Okay, I'm trying to because I don't want to like I don't want to give Fitz too much credit. Like I I think I'm willing to admit that he he would provide more for this offense. At least at least the highs would be higher, but. Like, he would also have some terrible games. Like, he would have had some terrible games in these eight. I would say two max. I would say, like, the Broncos game and maybe the Saints game. Mm -hmm. 
think those are the two maybe I would say. I would say that they would either be three and five or four and four. I mean, the Chargers are definitely winnable. I mean, to be yeah. honest, Chiefs and Packers were both winnable. Yeah, they're both winnable too. So. <laughs> like you know, obviously the the defense is a factor here, but offensively, in the Packers and the Chargers game was a major issue. I feel like the Chargers yeah. game was more of a defensive issue yeah. uh, because they just couldn't get off the field. Okay, yeah. I so now I mean, and still I'm not like I don't have any delusions, I guess, because regardless of they they were three and five, four and four, five and three, even. Even if they were better, even if they were making the playoffs, like realistically, do we think they're winning the Super Bowl this year no. with Fitzpatrick? Right. Just look around the league at all these quarterbacks who are just so incredible. Uh, but but I guess just saying that Heineke starting is not the plan, and then now you're down four offensive linemen. The entire right side of your line, which was your best unit, is just entirely wiped out. Then the defensive line is underperforming. So. Yeah, let's just uh, let's we could talk talk about some things in the Broncos game. The one positive was probably Len Collins having his uh, you know I'm happy for him because as as much as we talk about it when he's bad, I guess we should give him some credit when he plays well. So I'm happy for Landon Collins, and I hope he understands his role is is not really more than ten yards off the ball. He's got to play tighter to the line, and he's got to be moving downhill. Because when he's moving backwards, he's flat-footed. He 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 lacks really any sort of twitch. He doesn't have the speed. He's he's just caught off guard, it seems. So when he's attacking, I think that's when he can do something. So I'm happy for Landon Collins. Yeah, Landon, Landon had a great game from what I saw. This was the first game where I wasn't pressed to watch the whole game. I was able to like, do yeah. other stuff. And just because <laughs> I wasn't – I just – I mean, it is what it is. Heineke, you don't have to. You don't have to explain was, it to me. <laughs> this is where I was last year, around two and five. That big, that Bengals game was it for that me. Bengals like, game, yeah, that, that Bengals was game was so factor. boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this game was just like that Bengals game. It was like the Bengals game, but they lost this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, and I don't think you know, they're I, turning it around this year. Go ahead. They're not. No, it's it's no way. I, and and it's not me just being negative, but I think this is needed. I mean, like you said before, you want to see the young guys develop. You want to see uh, Jamin Davis be ready to roll next year and just him getting acclimated in the, the system. Mm-hmm. You want to see Cosme continue to develop. You want to see St. Juice, who many believe right. is the best corner on the roster, continue to improve. Right. And uh, I, I personally, I, w- I was sitting Gibson. Uh, just let yeah. him get ready for next year. Uh, because this year is just a, it's, it's a long. So I think you, I think we're hitting that phase where you start seeing this Tampa game. You look at two and seven, and then after that we have who? Um, it's it's Tampa. Then it's I think Vegas. Then it's Seattle. Carolina. No, no, no. Sorry, it's Tampa, Carolina. Then I think Seattle. Then Vegas, and then Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. It, it, I don't I don't see another win in there. <laughs> I, I, just, I think once you get to that two and two, I mean, with the O line batted up now, it's just like right. Why rush that's these, a, that's why a rush big that's a big factor. Why that, rush people back if you don't have no yeah. intentions to to it, once once you get to two and eight because that's what we will be. We'll be two and eight. We'll be two and seven against Tampa. Two and eight against Las Vegas. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. I don't know about Carolina's Carolina, the but one, but you know, I. I'm not going to pick them to win any games yeah, for oh, the rest yeah, of the no, season. No, no. I just think every team they play is better than them. Once we get past Carolina, you'll see about what two and twelve. 
just about. The thing that, right. The thing that's tough about that, because I'll be honest with you, dude, like they're, they're two and six. They're going to be two and seven out of the bye. Uh, and like if they go two and what, I guess 15, that wouldn't hurt me. No, to be honest, not. if they go two I'll and 15, then I would, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel bad. Honestly, January to April to end of April would be a very enjoyable time for us. But it's it, the, yeah. the, the bat and I and I also don't believe in like like momentum carrying over from the end of one season to the beginning of the next. The only reason that I say going two and fifteen or three and fourteen will be bad is because at that point this entire regime of Rivera and everyone that's with them have lost the fan base, so they would have to earn them back. And then I worry about if they've lost the faith of the confidence of the players in the locker room. That one we don't know for sure. Now him losing the fan base, all he has to do to fix that is to go three zero to start next season. Fans will be right back as quickly as you lost the fans, you can get them back. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the locker room is the one where I'm more are worried about. Do, do they lose faith in the vision? You know, they, see, well, and, and, I, I, and I don't think that because Ron, mm-hmm. I'm sure Ron was up front from the beginning. This is a process. This is a rebuild. Right, right, right. You can't expect he still has to have all his guys in there. I mean, like, and you he, don't have a you don't have a starting quarterback. Exactly. So so that's easy to pitch to the guys. Like, look, that's that, right. <laughs> I mean, that's the see? thing. If you if you take off the burgundy tinted lenses for just a minute, and we all wear them, so I'm not accusing anyone else because Tay, you wear them, I wear them. If you take them off, and and this is something I try to do from time to time, especially when I look at a, a matchup with us, I try to look at it not as a fan of Washington. I try to look at it as a fan of the other team looking at Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, like we said, any team, every team player for the rest of the season is, looks at Washington and says, we should win that game, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking at some of these games saying, hey, we could win this if that and the other. But just take a step back and look at Washington's, look at who's playing for them right now. And then look at the best teams in the NFL. Look at the quarterback. That's the first one. Look at the running back who is hurt, Okay which is really the main thing. The, 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 the offensive line is blocking well. They're hurt now, but Gibson is – there's nothing explosive going on. So you got a hurt running back, a backup quarterback. Your starting tight end is hurt. You don't have your number two receiver. Your number three receiver who was playing for your number two is not impressive, and now he's hurt, so now you're down to your number four receiver. And then on defense, the defensive line is simply underperforming. The linebackers are young, untalented, or inexperienced. This, the cornerbacks are underperforming, and the safeties are either not talented or or just are just playing poorly. Cam Curl's the exception there. And then when you so when you look at it and look at who's playing for this team, and then you see two and six. Sure that you could see the situations, the circumstances where they could have won some of these games, but it should be pretty clear why they're two and six right now. It's because of like literally the players that are playing. The execution is just not there. And that leaves no margin for error with the coaching staff to have a bad call, to make a bad decision, because then it's just like they can't over, they can barely overcome their ex- their own execution. They definitely can't come over any type of mistake or just slight failure by the coaching staff. And I, I hope that if you kind of look at it that way, and, th- and I'm saying this as opposed to the alternative is they have a young stud quarterback. They've got two really good receivers. They're, they're overall pretty healthy. They've got stud linebackers. And then they're two and six. That's when you should really be upset. Mm-hmm. Right? That, like, that, that was the start of the Cowboys season for me last year. I would have been so mad as a Cowboys fan early on last year. They were mm-hmm. scoring all these points, but they were like one and three, one and four, and then that got hurt. Mm-hmm. 
But if you look at Washington and the team that they are now, I think we should accept the fact that two and six is where they belong and that they we just they've now we need to improve the players that are playing. That may be an oversimplification, but that's kind of just I mean, if you just look at it to me, that's that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. It's it is what it is. Like you said, we're terrible. And I don't think Ron should be getting blamed for any of it. Um, I think he's doing a heck of a job with what he has. And mm. like I said, this year is going to be huge for him. I really believe he's going to get his quarterback. And I believe that Herney – and you got to think, Herney and them just got on staff this year. Right, right. So how yeah. can they – you know, they, they probably want to take the time to get to know a guy, a few guys, and yeah. see and pick the guy that they want to get. Right. So – I have full confidence that they will get the guy that they want and they know who they're going to get and they know who they're going to target. And um, I'm not saying we tank, but um, yeah, I think, I think it's that time to wrap, wrap it up. And, <laughs> and, and I wish the fan base would understand you got a new rebrand coming up. If you have a top two pick three pick, can you imagine that the, the atmosphere it's kind of the rebrand? perfect time with oh the, with the, goodness. with a new rebrand and with the, with a young quarterback. With the young quarterback, and man. To go into that season, you know, then, yeah. Well, and, and even then, you know, if you have a young quarterback, still your, only, your expectations should only be so high. But, yeah, that's that's like ideal to me. Mm-hmm. I mean. And, and then I, I expect I expect Chase to rebound next year. I'm glad he's going through what he's going through at a young mm-hmm. age because I think he played around too much this offseason. I think he didn't. I think he, I think he should have been at OTAs. I think he should have been mm-hmm. at. The, the the mini whatever he missed out on and yeah. you know a lot of people say he was missing co- you know doing commercials and which like i said i love i'm a big chase young fan but i mm. think he needed this year to, to to while he's young to get back on track i think he's going to rebound next year i think the defense will rebound as a total next year with a with a huge chip on his shoulder i think so mm, yeah hey, i hope that chase is not the type to first of all, I don't think he'll be getting as many calls for commercials after this year, especially if he finishes with the number of sacks he's on pace to finish with. Um, uh, I hope that Chase is not the type to kind of just like, well, what do you think about this season? You know, was it? Did you meet your standards? And he's like, I'm not worried about it. You know, I played, I did what I, I did what I do. You know, I hope that he's not that type. What what I don't really care about what he says because I don't. It we can never really know unless until he starts getting on the field next year. But I hope you can really sit there and say, hey, you know, like I really was not as good as I needed to be this year to be the second pick in the draft a year ago to, to be fully healthy. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop getting excited when players say they're fully healthy because the yeah. fully healthy versions of players seem to be <laughs> worse than the banged up versions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm OK, so I'm going to just stop taking that. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. But I just hope that the mentality he has is not just like the, it was what it was. Like, no, why was it what it was? Because mm-hmm. you look at around the league and all these other pass rushers, and I mean, like, it was. It's just weird that preseason game when he had that sack against the Panthers and that move he did where he just kind of just he kind of just ripped off and, and threw the lineman's hands down. I feel like I haven't seen him do that once this year. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm just yeah, looking. So looking at the offense against the Broncos. Um, you can really start to see week to week the areas where the execution, especially from the quarterback, is affecting it. Like that fourth and one play call in the first drive, people hate the play call. I'm not particularly a fan of the play call. 
However, the play was there to be made for the one yard you needed, and it wasn't made by the quarterback. So whether that's regardless of why, because he's too short, because he didn't see it, whatever, the play was there to be made. So if you don't Mm -hmm. love the play call, the play was still there. And then you look at other situations where there's just there's opportunities there and the plays are not being made. Uh, Sadiq Charles was, you know, he was terrible. Wasn't even Von Miller out there, and he was just he was bad. I mean, I didn't expect much, but I'm just saying he, he was terrible. Uh, I mean, and then and then outside of Terry McLaurin, you just don't have any playmakers. Mm-hmm. You just simply don't have any playmakers defensively. Bobby McCain had the worst dropped interception I've seen in a very long time because he didn't really drop it. I'm confused. It looked like his gloves were slippery mm-hmm. because you've worn like football gloves right yeah. <laughs> they're like a cheat code like, yeah. like how how the ball sticks Stick. to your hands it mm-hmm. sticks to your hands and he had it in his hands and had both hands on it and like clearly had it and then it looked like his gloves were slippery and it slipped out. and i don't understand how that happened i'm just thankful he did it because we probably would have scored and then next thing you know we'd be three and five but it's just again that goes to you need a safety who's not going to drop yeah. that because that's just yeah. completely unacceptable <laughs> Like that was, like, but I don't even, I can't even call that a drop because it's like, he didn't drop it. He caught he it and then he lost it. Like yeah, it was, well, it was worse than a drop. It made less sense yeah. than a drop. Yeah. I would have preferred it just bounced right off of him, went straight through his hands. Mm-hmm. It literally, he had it and was bringing it to his body. And then it just fell out of, I was lost. Chase Young was, was not an impact player. He had the fumble at the end. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was one play. The game was over. Overall, it was not an impact player. Uh, I think you're just still seeing Jamin Davis come along. You Ideally, yeah, you'd like more production from your first-round pick. I mean, especially when you draft him at a position of weakness. But that's just, uh, you know, Kendall Fuller's been a little better these last few weeks. I'll give him that. You know, first few weeks, he was really, really bad. He's He's, he's been better lately. And then, I, I, you know, I think Cam Curl's been pretty consistent. I think Sweat, Allen, and Payne have all just been pretty consistent and just had some more highs uh, and not, not just really bad lows. But, yeah. I, you know, I don't really, I, I, I don't really know what, what to say because every week it's something different that's affecting the team that's causing them to lose. Uh, Chris Blewett, I'm not going to make the joke because everyone else has already made it. Yeah. But – that was like a classic Washington thing to bring in a kicker who has two kicks blocked in one game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just classic. That was just classic Washington. He kicked three kicks, two were blocked. The one that he made is a 50 something yarder. So if Hopkins is here, Hopkins uh, is probably not having two blocked kicks. Is he going two for three? Probably. <laughs> And then at the One end of the game, three. instead of <laughs> at the end of the game, you could have kicked a field goal. If you if you got two field goals earlier, and then at the end of the game, you could have kicked a field goal to take the lead. Yeah. But that's the thing, Tay. If they had won this Broncos game at the end, we wouldn't have felt good. Exactly. exactly. And that's 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 kind of why I don't feel bad about losing because I wouldn't have felt good about winning. It was the same with the Bengals game, and I know they went on to win three games against you know three bad teams and backup quarterbacks or whatever. But if they would have beat the Broncos, it wouldn't have been the way it felt when they beat the Giants or when they beat even the Falcons. It would have been like we barely beat – we, again, barely beat a bad team and we play the Bucs next week. You know, so Mm -hmm. look, man, if 
I've said it. If they're going to be bad and take their L's, then just take their L's. I want them to play better. I want to see young guys develop. But if they're going to lose, just play well, but lose. If so that's what what's point, going to happen. At what point do you let the young guys come in and develop? Uh, they're 2-6, two 2-7. Two Once you get to about 2-8, and eight, that's when you kind of just, yeah. I mean, like I've said with the, with the Kyle Allen Heineke thing, for me, if I'm making that switch, it's it's a development thing for players in the receiving end or or on the other end of things, not mm-hmm. for wins, right. because Kyle Allen's not going to come in and lead you to the playoffs. But you know, mm-hmm. say Deami Brown comes back, you want to see if he can do anything downfield. Where Heineke's not given that option, see if Kyle Allen can, maybe even if Ryan Fat, uh, Fitzpatrick's uh, Fitzpatrick comes back. But yeah, I think you know, like Derek Forrest, you know, uh, Shaka Tony, uh, a Cleek Hudson playing more. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, even a Sadiq, but maybe at guard, uh, Dax Milne, Samus Reyes, John Bates, Jarrett Patterson. Yeah, once you get to about two and eight. Put them all in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's over. Uh, Gandy Golden, you know, no, we're just, we're, we're developing for next. It sucks to be, you know, preparing for next season halfway through this season. But look, dude. People underestimate the, how big of a difference the quarterback can make. And we talked about it with Fitzpatrick. I asked you how big of a difference he can make. You said you think three wins. I say I say two tops, and that's Fitzpatrick. So if they had a real stud player, if they were four and four right now, they're going into the easier part of their schedule. So if they were four and four now, even if they lost to the Bucks and got to four and five, after the Bucks, you hit a pretty manageable that's the most manageable part of your schedule say okay that's nine games right four and five so you've got what uh eight games left you got eight games left and if you can pull off you can do something then if you have the stud quarterback like if we if look if matthew stafford was playing for this team right now and was healthy through eight weeks they've got at least four wins Mm -hmm. at least even with everything else the way it is Stafford and Heineke and even Fitzpatrick are not the same thing. Quarterbacks have more ability to affect the game and the team than any other position. And everyone wants to talk about how Patrick Mahomes is, oh, well, the Chiefs are whatever they are. Okay, yeah, that was after Patrick Mahomes had two of the best seasons to start as a starting quarterback in the NFL ever. And and let's not pretend like the Chiefs are probably not going to end up in the playoffs anyway. And once they get to the playoffs, who knows what's going to happen? They could absolutely go to the Super Bowl still. So quarterback can make such it's the it can make the biggest difference until they have that type of difference maker at that position i'm not going to be surprised by a season like this right so i i feel like we kind of say the same thing every week but i feel like that's kind of the only thing to say every week (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know what were you gonna say i don't know i I, that's right i just think um, we're at that, that time of the season where it's like we're I'm not expecting to win any game, but what I want to see is these guys develop. I want to see De'Ami Brown. I want to see Terry continue to get better. I want to see Patterson get some more carries and I just want to see the young guys young guys get ready yeah. get, get them some playing experience, especially right. in those division games at the end of the year. Let them get it. Let them get a taste yeah. of it. So next year, they'll, they'll know what to expect. And you're going to get your guy next year. I'm fully convinced that Ron is getting his guy next year. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I just, I know this type of season is needed in yeah. order for you to have, I mean, for the most part, in 
order for you to have a successful rebuild, you have to hit rock bottom. You just have I to. mean, I agree. It was supposed to be last year, and they screwed yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let me – so uh, this is what I want to say. I'm just pulling up the schedule real quick because I always – okay, so it's Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Now, if they go – Oh and four, or one and three in their next, or, or actually five. If they go one and four in their next five, which is very possible, or oh and five. Let's say one and four, and they are three and um, ten. They play the they play the Eagles twice there, and the Eagles are have three first round picks, and 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 some of those yeah i'll i will actively root for them to lose against the eagles if i have to and i will have no shame okay so i just want to make that perfectly clear so you know this is the first time i've ever seen that they won't they won't win another game they 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 won't win it's just because the quarterback play is terrible and we have no weapons it's and and the teams that we play the giants are better than us yeah i kind of feel like they are and the Eagles will be playing for – I think the Eagles are going to turn it around here, and I think they'll be at least contending for a wild card spot. They have the easiest schedule. So – and that's the other thing. that the, the this Washington still has, like, the second toughest schedule going into the end of this season. So they can't and, – and then also not only that, but that strength of schedule can affect – uh, their draft position because if you're if you're the same record with somebody, the easier schedule gets the higher pick because it means you were the worst team. Like you had the easier schedule and you're and you're still bad, so you're worse. And Washington has the harder schedule, and that means that could affect. They could they could go three and fourteen, and there's two other th- teams that are three and fourteen. It's likely those other teams will be in front of them because they won last year, so they had the tougher schedule this year and played that first place schedule, and it's still affecting them. Anyway, all we all want is for the, some long-term success from this team. That's all we all want is just to win. We just have different uh, ideas of how to get there. Yeah, and obviously you're not going to attract any person to come here for the most if part you're, if you're... because of the weapons. So mm-hmm. we got to do it. We have to do it the right. way. We got to, I mean, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. We got to draft, we gotta draft a guy. And that, and that's the thing, right? I, like I, I'm, I'm for drafting. We can have talk quarterback, but then I want to ask you something that we can go. I'm for drafting because you know you look at Aaron Rodgers. They go three and two and whatever four, whatever they're on pace to be this year. Aaron Rodgers is not going to come in here. Nope. Right. Uh, I think the same applies for Russell Wilson because you're going to have other teams calling. Derek Carr. Well. It's not that I don't like Derek Carr. I I think he's I think he's, he's a little underestimated. I think he's a baller, gamer. That he's not the level of Rodgers and and Wilson. But I I think if you are in position to be able to draft a guy, I would go that route rather than Derek Carr mm-hmm. personally. That, that that and I we can talk about the in depth reasons why later. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers are the two I would trade for. Then Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has to waive his no trade clause. The Eagles have three first round picks. The Giants have two first round picks. Then you got the Dolphins and the Panthers, places where he may actually want to go. Tough to see Washington there. I 
all these quarterbacks available. Anything's possible. I want to try to pretend like like we know what will happen. But Washington is really seeming like one of the least um, whatever desirable locations. That's why I think the draft is the best route to go. And then on the draft, the weak class, we'll just agree to disagree on that because I don't believe that it's a weak class. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's a weak class either. <laughs> No. I, I think I'm taking. I think that's a narrative. I think that's yeah. a narrative. Yeah, all, all four of those guys to me. I mean, I, I like. I don't know who I like. I, who I like most? Um, let's say, I, I'm, I think I'm rolling with. I think Corral will look really nice with mm-hmm. us. I think. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I still have to do some research. I think Pickett is the guy who's going to come in ready to roll. I think Corral battles it out in camp. I think Willis same battles it out of camp with whoever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you know you got Carson Strong and how, but how, how that's that's underrated. He's he's underrated right there. So people forget about him, and and these aren't guys necessarily that you think as of right now. You could probably get one of those guys at 10, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible just because just because it's not as as um is. Last year, the demand was so high. I think this year's demand will be just as high, but the top teams that are really bad aren't picking first like last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the Jaguars, right. you got the Lions, the um, you got the, the Jets. So they all have well, the Lions. They may go quarterback, but I, I tend to think that they'll stick with Carr. I mean, um, with, uh, with Jared Goff for one more year mm-hmm. as opposed to going um, QB. But we'll see. We'll see. I like the position yeah. we're in. I think we're headed in the right direction. I think um, it's been it's been tough as a fan, but I know that this is what's needed in order to get the guy. And hopefully, luck finally comes in our way because the year we were bad, we got Chase Young and the quarterback. I mean, Herbert really wasn't talked about enough. Yeah, I wonder about um, that a lot. Everyone talks about Tua. No one was talking about Herbert. Nobody was talking about Herbert. So hopefully this year we can get that top three and we'll have a choice to pick who we want. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I Yeah. That's like I've said. Washington has never been in that position. When they were, they traded up, they overpaid. and they. I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. saying the RG3 thing was bad, but they overpaid. And the structure mm-hmm. of that, the owner taking that, the head coach not wanting him, and then RG3 being who he was as a person, and then his injury problems, just the worst possible combination. That was the only time they picked a quarterback that early, and it was one that gave up so many future assets to move up four spots, and the organizational structure was a wreck. Uh, and then the other the other opportunities they've had, I mean, even if they did draft Herbert or Tua, I feel like Jay Green Price still gets fired. And then you're doing that thing, which is not ideal. Um, they've just never had a this is this is the perfect setup. Just look at the Bengals and the Cardinals. This is the perfect setup to just be down bad and flip it around. And then you're not gonna lose a a number of key contributors this offseason. You can actually shed some dead weight this offseason. Uh you can either trade Deron Payne, you can maybe pay him if you want to. Just you can you can move I I would probably just trade him and see, or depending on what the value is, trade him and try to improve in some other areas. You can continue to add talent on offense, which you need to do, continue to improve the linebackers in the secondary. You could get better with each offseason. 
if they don't get, if they don't get better as a team with each offseason, that I put on Ron Rivera mm-hmm. and and the front office. But yeah, I just man, I can't. Yeah, I like, think I think you trade. I think you trade Payne. Um, he's not. I mean, I think you can get something in the third round to contribute as yeah. much as you know. Yeah, I, I'm. It's, so Settle is a free agent. I United has one more year. If you could keep Settle and move Payne, I think I would like that. Like if if the choices are like I would pay Settle and then move Payne. I think yeah. ideally for me, I don't know if Settle yeah. would stay, but if if you move Payne and then Settle becomes you know a mm-hmm. starter, really really rotational guy, and then. He's paid and he gets to stay here and maybe that works out. Because I think Settle may make some money on the market. Oh, yeah. And I think I'd be fine with paying him because what you're paying him, you wouldn't be paying pain. It'd still be less. Right. So, and probably shorter term, you know. So, I just, I'm, I'm interested to see how they move. The We're going to talk about these quarterbacks here in these coming weeks, Tay, and start. That'll, that'll get me excited. I, I still watch the games. Like, I still, as weird as it is to say, I still enjoy the games because, like, you know, we wait for them for nine months, so I'm still going to enjoy them. And it's, you know, when I had, when I just have no expectations, it's like, all right, I'm literally just, I'm literally just enjoying watching football. I have no expectations. Oh, man, when they I do something bad, week. I'm just laughing. Like I just, like it hurts for sure, but uh, but I'm not going to let it like, I'm not going to let it get me down bad. Like okay, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, they're bad. They have a good play, man. That was cool. Like the throw from um the throw to DeAndre Carter, that that fade route. That was, nice. was a beautiful throw and catch. That was really enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah. Last thing. There's also been some people saying that this is a new low. That this is rock bottom. Now, Tate. Let's just talk. Let's just let's try to. It's going to be a little tough, but to to pick our own two choices for our rock bottoms i'm gonna go first and i i have to think because there are a lot of options yeah, yeah. um okay i think the first rock bottom for me is the monday night massacre and not just that like the fact that like the first play of the game was the touchdown to deshaun jackson but then the albert hainsworth laying on the ground mm-hmm. while uh while michael vick was running back and forth <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that as a as a rock bottom moment, and nothing this year has come close to that. You go with one. I'm gonna go with, with Mike Shanahan. Just his 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 department. Well, um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Um, with John? No, hold on. Who was before uh, Jim Zorn? Um, oh, oh, Jim Zorn. Two, starting six <laughs> and two, and then yeah, John Beck and all that stuff. I would say for me. That was the rock bottom heading into the Mike Shanahan era. I think mm-hmm. that was just that was terrible. That was terrible. So this, this has nothing to not even close. Right. Not even close. No, uh, no, not even close. Not even close. So so I'm gonna start with the Jim Zorn era because that's when I was like, all right, man, this is after you know, after Joe Gibbs and you mm-hmm. know the second tenure and, and and I was just like, All right, this no. Greg yeah. Blotch. The, the yeah. is, no, see, uh, <laughs> so this is not even close to how I felt with that Jim Zorn, Greg mm-hmm. Blotch area. Era, so. I was going to, and I was going to say the bingo caller. I'm trying to decide if I want to stick with that. Again, there's so many to choose from, but I'm actually going to go with that Chiefs game. And I don't even remember what year that was. Maybe 2013. I think mm-hmm. it was Mike Shanahan's last year. I think mm-hmm. 2013, the snow, the snowy Chiefs game. <laughs> When at halftime yeah. there was, for they were down. I don't know what they were down. 
24 to whatever. I don't know. They were down bad. And there was literally nobody at the stadium. I'm going to go with that one. That was another rock bottom moment. And again, nothing this season. I'm not even saying they won't necessarily get there this season, but nothing this season has come close to that. Uh, my rock bottom, another rock bottom for me would be, man, when Logan Thomas came in the building and tore us up with Detroit. Uh, I forget <laughs> what, I forget what, I forget that, oh, that oh. year. Wait, 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 when? He was, he was with the Lions. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, I can't, I can't remember, but I know he was starting at quarterback that year. He started at quarterback? I believe Lions? so. I believe so. That or he um or he came in and threw a pass or something. I remember it was like a big pass play or something that he did. And he was just running around. It was somebody that was playing quarterback for the for the Lions <laughs> that year. Um but maybe I, I think I, I think it was someone else. I don't think it was Logan Thomas. I think was it was it, someone oh, else. Oh it was uh uh it was a tall light skinned guy though. I forget his name. It wasn't Jason Campbell. It was <laughs> I'm mm, that's I'm have to look. That, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I I'm have to look think, that up. I forget who it was, but we we got we've been getting torched by so many backup quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. if not that, if that's not Logan, I, know, I remember he. There came is another. In. No, yeah, go ahead. I, I was gonna say there is another rock bottom Lions moment though. Which which one? Which one? Last oh, year, nineteen. Oh, and nineteen. Oh yeah. That was oh pretty goodness. bottom. That was pretty that bottom. Was bad. That was earlier in the season, but that was Donovan McNabb year, I think. Yeah. That was rock bottom, too. <clears throat> McNabb was rock bottom. McNabb, the it's whole McNabb a, thing was rock bottom. Oh, my goodness. That whole era you was traded, <laughs> You traded for your rival's quarterback. They willingly gave him away. You paid him an extension, and the same night got absolutely destroyed on Monday Night Football by his former team, and he got benched for the last few games of the season. Remember the whole nonsense with the wearing the wristband, yes. armband, not wearing the armband, yes. throwing balls in the dirt, and then he's gone the next year. <laughs> so that was a rock bottom. There's so many rock bottoms, man. I, I just <laughs> this is I, yeah. I don't even consider this rock bottom. I think this is what's needed. I think this yeah. is a step towards where we where we need to go. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. It's this is not even a rock Jay's bottom. last year was rock bottom. Yeah, I mean, not knowing who the new coach was, you know, Bruce Allen, that was rock bottom. That was that was Bruce Allen's culture. Yeah, press conference too, I think, mm-hmm. and yeah, so yeah. Well, all right, man. We'll uh, we'll we'll, we'll check in here soon with the um, with the midseason kind of catch up, figure out how we want to do that, and um, also have a pretty big cool announcement announcement about our show. That we're excited to share then. Yes, so that's all we've got. <laughs> two and six. Two and six. <laughs> two and Enjoy six. the bye week. Enjoy football this week. Yep. And, um, keep Root looking for, at the quarterbacks. Look, keep looking at the quarterbacks. Uh, that's right. Corral versus Malik this week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then it's Hal versus Pickett, I think, next week. Next I got to check. Next week. Okay. Um, and then check. Go to go to Tankathon and see what teams in front of us play each other and see who we mm-hmm. need to root for to win. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we need to root for the Giants to win because they're ahead of mm-hmm. us in draft position right now. And uh, 
the Tex the Texans and the Dolphins, I think, play each other. We need so that's that's an automatic win there. So yeah, go look at that too, because there's there's still lots of ways to enjoy watching football. It is, it is, and then the <laughs> mock drafts too. The mock drafts. Yep, yep. Get the mock drafts going. <laughs> Oh man, this is depressing, but you know, whatever. Gotta have fun. I feel like we were just um, doing mock drafts. Well. I know. I was, <laughs> just a few months ago. <laughs> and now we're doing it again. It's it's November second. <laughs> man, whatever. All right. I gotta figure out which team I'm latching on to the rest of the season. Um Rams. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going Rams too. Uh, as always, this is Todd. And this is Teddy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.